This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 You're tuned to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Real Wealth, and it's our pleasure as always, and for the first time this year, to have in the studio Trudy Watson from the Stewart Group in Hastings. Happy New Year, Trudy. Happy New Year to you too, Ken. Can you believe it? Back at work already, 2019, half a month gone. Oh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) I feel behind already. (laughs) You're turning around and and you you find your life is slipping away, don't you? Yeah, yeah, true. And, uh, of course, we're talking today because you're a specialist in insurance, so we're going to have a look at insurance and uh, how often and why we should review our personal insurance. Why should we do that? Well, I, I I thought we'd talk about it today because it's the beginning of the year and I don't know about you, but a, a lot of us have these ideas about what we want to get sorted out, which we never got sorted out last year and start with a clean slate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I would say to review your insurance regularly, either yearly or perhaps every two years, unless there's something that's sort of changed in your life. And this is where it's handy having an advisor to kind of prompt you and ask you these questions. Because often I'll say to clients, well, has anything changed? And they'll go, no. And I'll say, what about your mortgage? Have you paid any? Oh, well, actually, yeah, we have. We've taken out a bit of an extra mortgage because we've redone our kitchen. Mm -hmm. So straight away, there are things that um, impact on the insurance that you have. Sadly, because unless you have got an advisor, someone like yourself, it's the sort of thing we tend to do once, and then I guess a lot of people forget about it. Well, because you think you've done it. Yeah. But that would be a little bit like having breakfast and saying, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I never eat to eat yeah, again. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is the sort of thing we tend not to worry about, isn't it? We do it once. Like if you get life insurance and you take it out and it's worth $250,000, when you take it out, you think in your head... I've got, I've got, a insu- I've got insurance. I think generally what people, they don't even remember that. They just know I've got insurance. And they come to us a lot of the time saying, I know I'm covered. They don't know exactly what they've got. And as you said, if it's sort of 15 years has passed, how relevant is it still exactly. to their lives? Okay, what does a, a review actually involve? What does it mean? Well, you come in and you sit down, have a chat with me. It would mean having a nice cup of coffee mm-hmm. or tea. To start with, icebreaker, and then we just run through the covers that you have, um, and I would ask questions and find out more about you in terms of um, debt levels, uh, mortgage, rent, children, um, your hopes and dreams, aspirations for the future, work, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then we would look at what you have and whether it's still appropriate going forward. And if you have nothing then that's even easier in some ways. (laughs) Is a 12-month checkup recommended or would you do it every three or four or five or ten years? 
Uh, certainly 10 years is too long. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a couple of years is fine. I mean, it can just be something as simple as a 10-minute phone call. Um, you know, if you've been reviewed regularly before, then with our clients, sometimes I'll have a chat on them with the phone and kind of run through uh, things because we have a bit of a history um, already logged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, this, again, there's no one size fit all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What, what's what's the likely cost to be for a, a bit of a chat with you? It's n- no, it's free, free of charge. Well, yeah. We love that we're free. Yeah, we, we love free, free, free. <laughs> How often does that happen? Yeah. Okay, and uh, I guess, I mean, what are we going to talk about? I guess you would talk to different people about different things. So an old guy like me, for instance, you would probably talk to me completely differently to what you might talk to someone who's 30 years old just starting off in life. Well, your, your needs would be different. Mm. Um, so your cover needs would be different. Um, you Perhaps your, your children are, are growing, if, if you have children, um, and your future may be looking a little bit different and your dependence and your, um, you know, you, you how much money you've got in the bank opposed to how much debt you've got mm-hmm. would probably be a bit different. So, yeah, we do look at sort of the same things for everybody, knowing that they're different for each, so therefore the needs will be different. What would you recommend to someone, for instance, who might be asset rich, like have a, you know, a house that might be worth, I don't know, let's say, let's pluck a figure, a million dollars, but they haven't got any money in the bank. Um, and they've got, I guess, basic life insurances and whatnot. What would you recommend to someone like that? Well, if we were assuming that they had children mm-hmm. and pay perhaps a mortgage, then you'd be looking to cover their income if they were unable to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be looking at having enough life insurance to repay debt and leave money for the family again if they're an income earner you lose that as well I mean it's, it would be a lovely position to be in if um, you were to be the sort of the survivor of, of someone that passes away to have a, a debt free home so that going forward you're the, um, the pressure on you to earn an income isn't so much if you've got a young family Would you recommend that um, we review our life cover on a more regular basis as we get through stages in our life? So, I mean, you know, if we're working, we've got a wife, we've got a family, we've got a mortgage, Mm -hmm. obviously life cover is is important for those reasons that you've just outlined. But once you get more comfortable, you might have paid off your mortgage, how Mm -hmm. important is it to maintain uh, high life cover, for instance? It's actually a really good question. Yeah, it decreases it, the, the need decreases definitely um, as, as your um, your debt decreases as your children don't need you financially quite yeah. so much, <laughs> um, and and so you can decrease it. And of course, it gets more expensive. So you you don't need to keep that same level that you've perhaps put in place at at the age of thirty. Um, when you're 50 or 60, your knee changes hugely. I wonder though, um, I, mean, I think I've used my, myself as an example when we've talked to you before about uh, mm. life insurance that I took a policy out many, many moons ago. And I think at that time I was probably going to pay out, oh, let's pick, pluck a yeah. figure. Let's say it was going to pay out $125,000. Well, that policy now, I'm just paying the same amount. That yes. policy now is only going to pay out uh, twenty five thousand dollars. Yes. So I guess you know my wife is hoping that I die before her. <laughs> she <laughs> wants to get your money's worth. <laughs> she wants to get the money's worth. But perhaps she might be thinking, well, you know, twenty five thousand dollars. If I want to stay where I am, mm. and once I exhaust the savings in a bank, mm. um, that's not a lot of money. 
So mm-hmm. at my age, would I be considering saying, okay, well, maybe I need a hundred thousand dollars worth of life cover? Is that a good way to look at it? Or? Uh, well, that is one way to mm-hmm. look at it. Definitely. I mean, there are other options. Um, there could be uh, perhaps somebody might decide to downsize mm-hmm. their house, so that releases some equity. Um, but yes, you could put on look to put on more life insurance on your life. There are a lot of options out there, and there isn't again just one. But yeah, that's one of them. It's no such thing as one size fits all. I can't. I know. I know. There's so much grey area. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is why I think um, it must be quite difficult for people trying to figure it out themselves, because you kind of need somebody to give you some options. Um, otherwise, you would just think, "Oh, well, I'll just have to do this, or I just have to do that." Whereas there, there are as many options as there are sort of situations. Is it important for both spouses to have life cover? Generally speaking, I think so, yes. Traditionally, or many years ago, I mean, this has changed a lot, um, perhaps where a lot of times it was the the male was the main income mm-hmm. earner, a lot of emphasis was put on covering them, of course, forgetting the fact that um, perhaps the mother um, may be at home and you'd have to, if anything happened to her, you'd have to pay somebody for childcare. So you, you, there's always a need. For both, yeah, um, with a young family. What happens when you take out a uh, a life policy? Who owns that policy? Do I own it, or do my um, heirs own it, or? Well, quite often with a couple, say if they both had life insurance, um, depending again on circumstances, um, blended families kind of change mm-hmm. that often. Um, then you would look at having a, a joint ownership. So whoever kind of went first would leave the other one owning their own life cover. Yeah. Um, the other benefit of that, of course, is that it's paid out uh, the claim is paid directly to the survivor or whoever that is the policy owner, which bypasses the need uh, to go through probate. How important is it to um, look at who's going to be the beneficiary? I mean, uh, let's, let's, for example, mm. use the fact that uh, there's a couple who are married in his will. He leaves everything to his uh, to his wife and he names her. Mm. And then they split up and no one looks at changing anything. Is that a dangerous territory to be in? We, we've we've had that happen um, not that long ago, and it causes all sorts of um, problems mm-hmm. um, where the the wills don't reflect the change in circumstances, and it is um, it's a legal document, mm-hmm. so it's not. Really, you can't go along and say, well, yeah, but he did write that, but of course that was 10 years ago and now this is what he really meant. It's done. Yeah. And that's why people have wills, is so that it's written down and you need to regularly review um, things like, is your executor still alive or still in your life? Mm. Who, who's going to be looking after your will? Do you still want your money to go to that person or this person? Um, you know, it can get, it can get quite messy. And again, the whole point of putting these things in place is to make it easy for your family. Not more difficult. How important is that will? How important is it to have a will full stop? I mean, you might say, oh, well, it's all going to be sorted out by someone. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you could take that attitude because you're not here. Um, a lot of people, and myself included, I, I must say, I, only had a will probably done about 10 years ago and never gave it any thought. Mm. And then when you start thinking about your family, and the older you get, the more you think about it, um, is trying to figure it all out 
what what goes where what did that person actually want um also you know how do i pay for a funeral mm. things like that it's nice to have all that figured out for them because they're the ones obviously going to be grieving for you indeed <laughs> <laughs> Now, I know that you're an insurance expert, and maybe this, this question is, is out a bit out of left field for you, but how rock solid is a will, do you know? I mean, if I left everything to, say, this person, but that person said, hang on a minute, yeah, I, I should be getting a share of that. There, well, there are things where, and I am no expert, so I, I couldn't properly advise you, but I know there are... Um, where if you've left a family member out of the world where they may have, feel they have a claim, you know, then people, you do hear it, that people then go in and claim and contest the will. Mm -hmm. um, and I imagine a lawyer would be able to advise you on how to avoid that. Yeah. Of course, I knew you'd know the answers. <laughs> <laughs> now, insurance changes all the time. Um, and it changes, I guess, because insurance companies... Um, are changing themselves, aren't they? That mm. uh, they're evolving. Yeah, mm. is that a good thing or a bad thing for a, for a punter? And do we need to be more aware of what's actually going on in the world? Um, I think it's. Uh, generally speaking, it's really good because they're all improvements. They're they're um, improving uh, policy wording or what they cover or um, adding in something that hasn't been there before or or available before because an insurer sees a need. Um, so it, it is a good thing. Again, this is where an advisor is really helpful. They can look at your policy and wonder why something perhaps is, um, say, 20 years old and, and it's since improved policy wording and, and if you can change to another insurer sometimes. I mean, there obviously has to be a caveat that you have to be really careful to get a as good an offer as you had yeah. previously. As you get older and you decide that you might want to change uh, your insurance provider, is it tough to do that? Because, you know, I guess, I mean, who would want to take on a, a risk like me for it? Going to take a while, my God. You, you can't see kid looks very fit and healthy. Don't believe this. But it, does that become a problem there that, you know, if you're with someone, you've been with someone for for a lot of years, they, they almost have a, it's not like a, I suppose, a contract to stay with you, don't well, they, really? Well, I mean, I guess it, it, it would be the same at any age, but I think it's more pertinent as we get older that we might have more of a medical history that might have happened since we took out our insurance that might inhibit the offer of terms that we would get from another insurer. So you would want to kind of check, you know, if something's happened since you were 30, between the ages of 30 and 60, um, it might have an impact. So you might be best to stay with the insurer sure. that you're already with. And also sometimes the um, deal, the rates that you're on with an older insurer, you know, premium might be, sometimes a lot better. Absolutely. And you've mentioned many times in the past that uh, when we're talking to an insurance provider or even talking to yourself and you're going to get some, uh, you know, give us some advice, that disclosure is very important, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's key. Just just answer yes to everything, you know, everything that's pertinent. Um, and if in doubt, if you think, oh, should I mention this, then do. Sure. Mm. What's the worst thing that could happen if I didn't say, oh, yeah, look, I forgot to tell you about that heart attack I had mm. when I was 45 and now I'm 65. Does that make a big, is that a big deal? Well, the worst thing that would happen, in my, in my opinion, would be that you would die um, and they would, uh, the insurer would look at your claim and get medical information to show that non-disclosure and then they would void your contract so that the family who's waiting for this and banking on this payout 
don't get it. Yeah. And that would be the worst. It's always what's going to happen to your kind of family, isn't it? Sure. When you're taking out life insurance these days, I remember taking out a life insurance policy when I was about oh, 16 when I first started work. Yes. You, used to, you had to have a medical. You had to take you know, urine oh, really? samples in and all that sort of stuff. Is that still, does they still do that? Um, or? They do. It, well, you don't have to automatically have a medical. They have what's called um, limits. Mm-hmm. So if you're over a certain amount, and it's, they're quite high limits, but depending on your age, then you might have to have a urine test or a blood test or have your blood pressure taken. Um, and quite often the insurer will facilitate all this. So it's just a question of going along to a path lab. They tend to pay for it all. Mm. Um, so it's generally speaking with these applications, the same with the review. It, your investment is your time. That's what it costs you. But financially, uh, it's free. What more could you want? Exactly. Before I let get back to work, just remind our listeners, we want to come and see you or anyone at the Stuart Group for some financial advice or in your case in particular insurance. How do we get you? Where are you? And how do uh, we we're based at, I have to think now, I've been away <laughs> for three weeks. Where am I? 204 Karamu Road in Hastings and our number is 8788961. Good on you, Trudy. As always, our pleasure. You look after yourself. We'll talk to you same time, same place next time. Lovely. Thank you, Ken. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.